0: Yeah, they're your fans. They're the people that love you. They're the people that want to earn those rewards and want to send those coupons. And you're basically removing all the friction for the people that already love you, right? Instead of making it really difficult for them to do, you're making it really easy. And and therefore, you will double, sometimes triple the number of referrals that are being sent.
1: Right. You're listening to the Deal Closers podcast brought to you by WebsiteClosers.com, a show about how to build your e-commerce business to be profitable, scalable, and one day even sellable. I'm Isaac Porter. And on the show today, we've got Jay Gibb, who will give us insights on how Cloud Sponge can boost referral marketing and double your word of mouth sales. A couple of episodes ago, we had Lauren Lee tell us about how we can use affiliate marketing to increase our bottom line. And so I was curious to find out how referral marketing and word of mouth marketing are are different from affiliate marketing. Also want to find out how one well-known brand turned one new customer into 20 by using referral marketing. So let's find out. Hey, Jay, what's happening, man? How you doing?
0: Doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me, Isaac. Excited to be here. Yeah. Glad
1: to have you on the show. Okay. Let's start with some definitions. I, I kind of asked a couple of preliminary questions there for the audience. How is referral marketing different from affiliate marketing? And and how do you kind of define word of mouth marketing?
0: Okay. So affiliate marketing is where a company is paying a third party to bring business to them. Yeah. Right. Yep. So you as a, as an entrepreneur or as a business owner, as a you know growth marketer are basically paying an affiliate who has an audience of some kind, maybe their audience is on YouTube or their audience is on you know social media or they're really good at search engine like paid search or they're they're good at something yeah right and they're bringing customers to you and you're paying them a commission for all the sales that they bring to you right that's affiliate marketing referral marketing is where the acquisition channel or the distribution channel is your own customers, right where it's your your customers or people that are, have some kind of love for you or for your product are bringing their network to you, and so they're not like they're not like signing up to be an affiliate they're not signing up like and signing a contract like an affiliate would to bring business to you they're just doing it so that they can earn some kind of reward or that they can give their network some kind of discount or other sort of reward. Right. Okay. So there are existing customers who are telling their friends about
1: the product, whatever it might be.
0: Most of the time. Yes. Okay. Um,
1: But there is some kind of incentive for them to do this and that's what uh, cloud sponge kind of facilitates.
0: Not directly. Uh, So yeah, I guess there is, there is usually some kind of incentive uh, like in an e-commerce context, it's going to be usually financial, right? It'll be a discount or a coupon or, you know, some, something that has to do with reducing the price for themselves or for their network for the product that's being sold by an e-commerce store. But it's not all, like if for, outside of an e-commerce context, just imagine that you're an e-card company you've got software that makes it so that people can send Christmas cards and Easter cards and stuff to their Shutterfly or Minted or one of those. Yeah. Yeah. In that case, it's not, it's not necessarily like a monetary reward, right? The reward is that you get to do this thing. You get to actually conveniently send out this card to people, right? In the case of like a social network business, you know, you can think of a social network that you're familiar with, like Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter, like for them, the reward is the growth of the network. You're referring people to the network. The bigger the network gets, the more connection people have. Therefore, the more value your company has, right? So the reward is, is something that is, I think, in my opinion, like sort of unique to each individual company and strategy. And cloud sponge doesn't, we get to observe this stuff because this is what our customers are doing, right? We have, if you think of what we do, our customers are the e-commerce stores. Or the e card, evite kind of store, like uh, software platforms, or the social networks. We help them, all of them, grow their networks and we help them amplify their word of mouth. We help them amplify their ability to get referrals. Uh, But we aren't actually involved in the referral part, in the actual part of like, sending those emails and, and, and getting those people into their system, right? We're, we're more of like a, we're we're like an optimization for an existing machine that's already functioning.
1: Okay. All right. So maybe just to back up a step, if you're speaking to someone who doesn't know about Cloud Sponge, how do you, how do you kind of explain it from the ground up and, and what, you know, what's kind of that, you know, quick description of that encapsulates exactly what your business does?
0: So we power the address book button that you've seen on thousands of websites around the internet. So if you're on any, if you're on a website that's either e-commerce or like a, like I say, like a social network website, like a crowdfunding website, like GoFundMe or Donors Choose or a social network like Yelp or uh, Nextdoor or e-commerce websites. And if at any point in your user experience, you see like an ad from address book button or a little button that's got like an address book icon on it or a pick from your contact button, right? Mm-hmm. Those buttons are powered by CloudSpunch. Okay. We've been doing this for almost 13 years. years. Yeah. This year it'll be 13. So we get, we've been around for a super long time. And what we do is we make it so that existing companies, existing software products that have some kind of virality mechanism for referrals, like the examples that I've already listed, but they're expecting their users to type in an email address to send a coupon or type in an email address to share a flight itinerary or type in an email address to get a reward or to to you know add somebody to the social network those software those interfaces that have those the, the the sort of require users to type in those email addresses one by one they you can just plug in a cloud sponge add from address book button into those interfaces so that your user can just give you permission or give us permission to read their contacts out of like Gmail or Yahoo or Outlook.com or AOL or wherever they store their contacts, iCloud. And then we present them with an interface, like an alphabetized interface with a nice little like alphabet down the margin where they can search and sort and select and pick the people they want to share something with and then skip the whole data input part, skip the part where they have to type email addresses, where they have to switch between tabs and looking people up and copying, pasting email addresses into a form field and manually constructing a comma-separated list of email addresses. That's the problem that we solve, right? So we don't actually, we're not involved in the, the rewards or the email delivery or any of the sort of things that are really specific to a use case. We're hyper-focused on just optimizing, inputting other people's contact information from your address book into your interface.
1: Okay. So if I'm a company and I want to make it easy for my customers to share something with their friends, people that are in their contacts, Cloud Sponge facilitates that and makes it so you don't have to manually type everything in. You can just go down and click, click people off a list and it's done. That's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know, how do you how do you monetize that? Is it a is it kind of a monthly subscription for the for a, for a plug-in is it a is it a one-time purchase or what's what's kind of the business model for 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 the business
0: yeah if we have a direct relationship with the the like the end merchant like the the majority of our customers it's just a monthly monthly fee okay yeah Great. it's just a monthly fee you pay got a couple different uh, tiers of product features that we can that people can choose from based on sort of how uh, branded, they want our product to appear. So if they want it to actually be basically white labeled, so that it looks like their brand, and they completely remove all of our styles and replace them with things that match their websites, it's it's the more expensive plan. But otherwise, you know, it's the it's the regular, you know, sort of lower tier plan that anybody can use and get started with. And then, you know, we've got. Upper upper tier plans for like more enterprise size or larger companies that need you know SLAs and they want to do annual uh, audits for make to make sure that we're uh, you know properly m- managing the sensitive data that we're you know being given permission to read right so we have uh, we have a lot of customers some of the ones that I listed that are sort of in that tier that sort of you know they require that. That we go through annual audits and then and then we have partners that are sort of bundling what we do into their product so that they can distribute it to all of their customers, in which case we have wholesale pricing and and sort of bulk discounts for for uh you know situations where agencies or other software as a service vendors are trying to sort of add CloudSponge functionality to something that's gonna be. Rendered on you know dozens or hundreds or thousands of other websites, right? Okay, yeah. So, what about the data data security and information privacy?
1: Like, you know, I know in my address book in my iPhone, I've got I've got over a thousand contacts. I've got you know email addresses, home you know home mailing addresses, phone numbers, birthdays. You know, it's a, there's a lot in there. You know, just thinking about that, so. Do you get access to all of that? Is there is there some part of that data you're able to, 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 to reuse and sell? Is it just completely private for the company that's using the service? or How does that work?
0: Yeah, so the, the CloudSponge product itself is a, a pass-through of that data. So we don't store anything at all. The only thing that we keep is a log file entry for billing purposes that just indicates that like this event happened, and this is where it came from, and this is like how many records were in Isaac's address book, and that's about it, right? Just some basic metadata about the fact that it happened, uh, but none, nothing else is is stored. We don't we don't keep any of it. Uh, we certainly don't sell any of it. We, we we operate the company kind of from a golden rule kind of principle, right? Like, not, everything is obliterated. Nothing is ever saved to disk. Uh, but you are trusting our client, whoever our customer is, the, the company that you're actually sharing your address book with, you are trusting them to sort of behave, uh, you know, the way you would or the way that you want them to with your address book. Right. Uh, and so, you know, not everybody's comfortable with that. And it sort of depends on the use case and, uh, you know, the person, you know, that's not something that we have a really strong uh, opinion on or something that we have a lot of control over. Uh, but that, you know, as far as our relationship in that transaction, we're just a data processor under, under
1: GDPR. Gotcha. OK. Yeah. And then kind of the other side of the of the financial question is um, how, how are your customers kind of measuring the ROI or, you know, uh, kind of the lift that they're getting from using Cloud Sponge? What are the KPIs that people are looking at when they're thinking about if your product works?
0: That's uh I mean there's a there's a different answer to that question for each of them. Um I can give you a few examples. Like we have we have we have one we have one client. Uh have you have you ever made an e card before? Oh yeah. Yep. And so do you you probably have some kind of PTSD about your process of sharing your list of friends and family's email addresses with whatever software you chose.
1: (laughs) PTSD. I think what you know, I've done um we've done regular cards that we mail out and just like print labels, like real old school. Um, and then, but like for birthday, like our kids' birthdays and stuff, um, you know, we just do like evites usually. And, um, yeah. Send, I I don't even really remember. I think I just, I I probably just clicked the button and added people from my list and didn't even think
0: about it. Honestly, if they had an address book integration, like what clouds provides, then, then that would have been the case. Right. So we have one, uh, one e-card company called Greenvelope. And we have there's a case study on our website that anybody who can relate wants to read. One of the KPIs that they were measuring was their customer service effort that they were spending to help people like you or people that were making these e-cards figure out how to get all of their list of contacts into the Greenvelope system. Right? They had what people have probably seen before. They have probably got a field on there where you can type in email addresses. Uh, they might have a uh, typing in
1: email addresses is like uh, one of my big pet peeves because right? I don't I don't know if it's just me, but I always mess it up. I like constantly have a typo, and I'll, I'll look at it, you know, four times and compare it and back and forth, and I will think it's right, and then it'll bounce, and I'm like, come on, and I and I'll miss an answer. You know, it's like so obvious then when I see what I did, but I. I don't know, it's just, it's gotta be a, a very flawed way of getting information to people.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a, I think it's probably like just like a natural reflex to type in your own email address. But when you're typing in other people's email addresses, like it's a nightmare, right? So these situations, you're always typing somebody else's email address. And so what most e-card products on the internet do, and this is just one example, is they'll give you a way to download like a blank template like a blank Excel file or a CSV file, Yeah, CSV, right. And then they're like, go into some other application outside of our website and fill this thing in. And once you've done that, save it to a certain format, and then here's a button where you can upload it, and then we'll ingest it, report any errors that we find. And this is the way like massive ones like Costco and like big guys that do this, like this is how their systems work. And then the, the people at Greenvelope were like, this sucks. It's taking a ton of time for our customer service people just to help our customers input this stuff to, to, to upload the properly formatted CSV file. And so they came to cloud sponge and they said, Hey, you know what? We want to add this address book button because it would make this whole process go away entirely. And so for them, back to your original question, like how do people measure the success in this case? They measured success of CloudSponge by taking something that was taking many, many hours per week of customer service time and making it almost zero. Right, so it's, for them, it was a operational efficiency KPI. Right, in a, in an e-commerce scenario, the the KPI, and this is you know anecdotally what we've sort of averaged from a bunch of our e-commerce companies and and uh, like travel companies. Is they're lucky in a way because they can actually measure the ROI with financial numbers. They can actually see the people that use their address book are responsible for a certain amount of revenue versus those who don't. Right? They can actually calculate it, uh, you know, mathematically instead of just kind of anecdotally. So if people are using the address
1: book in an e-commerce setting, they're they're probably more engaged customers, you've made it easier for them to expand their purchases by facilitating this, just making this part of the process easy.
0: Yeah, that's right. Of course, the product needs to be good and the person needs to have some incentive to make referrals. Otherwise it's always going to be zero. Right. But if usually most e-commerce like referral programs are double-sided. So you, as, as the fan of this product, you have something to gain if your friends like actually buy something because you refer them. Like usually it's like a discount on your next order or something like that. And then the other side of it is usually you're sending your friends some kind of coupon or $10 off your first order, right? Some mechanism like that. Like we don't prescribe that. We don't support that, but just I get to observe it because I'm supporting a lot of these, these companies and, and helping them with what, like our piece of that bigger puzzle. Right. so in those cases, you know the, anecdotally the average that we've seen and that we've been told is you know out of those people that see those those input forms where they're expected to type in their friends' email addresses like comma separated list of email addresses like we've seen right out of the people that actually submit that form only one out of 10 maybe one out of 20 like 5 to 10% of people will Use the ad from address book button that we provide, but that five to 10% of people that use that button will generate 50% of the total number of referrals that are sent. And that's how, when you go around the ClausePunch website and you read our marketing material, we, we say over and over again, like, we'll double the performance of your referral program. That's what we mean is like, we're literally saying like, you've got a referral program that's doing something. It's got some kind of performance metrics that you've got that you've measured already. And if you just add this button to that input field, we like the people that use this button will double the total number of referrals that are sent.
1: Right? That's awesome. Okay. That's that's easy to understand. Yeah.
0: yeah, They're your fans. They're the people that love you. They're the people that want to earn those rewards and want to send those coupons and you're basically removing all the friction for the people that already love you, right? Instead of, instead of making it really difficult for them to do, you're making it really easy. And, and therefore, you will double, sometimes triple the number of referrals that are being sent.
1: Gotcha. All right. So let's, I think that's a good kind of segue into maybe some success stories because I think you know examples always help to kind of explain things. So I read on your website, I believe, that there was a major clothing... Slash tech firm that used uh, your a referral program to boost sales quite a bit, so you know there give us some examples of you know that type of an e-commerce seller that has done really well by integrating the address book.
0: Yeah, we do have a lot of examples most of our most of our really uh, great like like uh, powerful examples come through partners and, and probably the one that you read about was Dollar Shave Club mm. The nice thing about the Dollar Shave Club example is that it actually gives me a chance to bring in the missing piece, right? Because people that are listening to your podcast that don't already have a referral program, like they can't really use Cloud Sponge without one. If they're in, if they're in e-commerce, like you know, having an ad from address book button by itself is kind of useless, right? they sort of need to have like a thing that it's doing, right?
1: Okay. So that's a great,
0: that's a great point, right?
1: So, so you need to figure out how to implement a referral program and then you leverage Cloud Sponge to really improve the performance of your referral program. And so getting back to Dollar Shave Club, how did that work for them? And I think you said it was uh, Friend Buy that was the, the partner that facilitated the referral program.
0: Yeah, that's right. So, you know, we don't, as I said before, we don't actually sell like referral program software. We are like a accelerator or like an amplifier of an existing referral program. So all by ourselves, you know, we don't provide that like referral codes and fraud scrubbing and all the other stuff, right? Uh, And so we depend on our partners for that. And Friendbuy is the one that Dollar Shave Club uses. And so when you use the Friendbuy, you can, uh I think it might be with one of their more, like, higher tier p- plans, you can just ask them, hey, can I please turn on the Cloud Sponge contact picker, which is what we call our products, called contact picker. And they'll say, yeah, sure, like, go get a Cloud Sponge key, go to Cloud Sponge, sign up, pay them, give us your API key, and they'll turn it on so that it's visible inside your friend by refer a friend interface, right? And so we do that with FriendBuy and Gather and UpViral and PerkVille. And you can look at the integrations page on the the website to see all the, the different ways that our customers can actually get a referral program. That's one of those ways that you can easily get from like the, that one to 20 kind of thing you're talking about. Like, how can I get that 20x? It's when you have something like a referral program that exists. Like, let's say you're already using FriendBuy today and you're like, you already you know you're going to use it for another year, you're already kind of in love with them, and they're already providing some value, you can increase the performance of that just by asking to turn on the contact
1: picker. That right? makes so no much sense. So, so um, here's a question I think might get at that point. with Without a contact picker, right? So manual entry, I'm a, I want to I refer this to my friend, I'm going to type in their email address, comma, next email address. Someone who's making the referral, how many people do they send that referral to under kind of that old school manual entry system versus if I'm, if I've got a a contact picker integration with, with cloud sponge and I can go down and select a list of all my friends that I want to send this referral to, I got to imagine a lot, there's a lot more referrals sent
0: when you make it easy
1: to do that. Do you know those statistics?
0: Unfortunately, there's only, we only know one side of those statistics, right? We don't, we don't get to see the other side of it. We don't have visibility into that. Uh, I would love to, that would be great, but it's just outside of the, uh, off of our radar, not something that we can see. And then for the do, the side that we do see, it's wildly different from one customer to the next, right? It depends on their rewards. It depends on their, you know, how you know, rabid their fans are. Like it depends on a lot, right? But sort of if I was to average it all, right? I would see in the first case, sort of without the without the contact picker, you're looking at something that's somewhere close to 1.0. In other yeah. words, one person yeah, out of all the people that have submitted this refer a friend form. And if you were to average out, like the 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 total number of referrals sent divided by the number of people that sent a referral, it's going to be w- pretty close to one, one point zero, one point one, right? Most people when they're typing manually, especially if they're if they're on a phone, they don't have the patience to type a whole comma separated list of their friends' email addresses. This is what I was getting at. Yeah. So so yeah,
1: one, most people are gonna send it to one person if it's a manual entry.
0: They have the patience and the idea for one person and they're gonna it's gonna be pretty close to one, and you're not gonna get that like viral coefficient, right? If you've got the add from address book button, it's closer to three and a half. And that's the side of the number that we see. Some clients it's like twenty, some clients it's like two, but it's always way better than one point zero one point one
1: yeah. right okay that uh, gets that gets to the point that that's clear to me yeah um you get a lot more referrals sent out way more yeah okay and and is there anybody that's just totally kicks ass with this or they like their offer is great and they've they've got you know they've got a huge um, uh, you know a statistically significant higher number of referrals being generated. And if so, like what are they what are they doing? What's the secret sauce?
0: Yeah, one of the ones right now that's extraordinary and like standing out, and we're getting tons of leads coming in to us saying like, "Hey, how can I how can I replicate the success of the, of, of this other company?" Is uh, a, it's actually a newsletter. It's not even directly e commerce. It's a newsletter referral program called uh, the Morning Brew. You heard of the Morning Brew.
1: I feel like I have. It's, is it like short summary news articles that are kind of like snappy?
0: It's like, some... it's like a, it's like a daily news summary. It's not short, it, but it's like, it's been around for a few years. Uh, and it, I'm pretty sure my, summer, my
1: wife is getting the morning brew. Yeah. yeah the, the morning brew, I don't get it personally, but yeah,
0: it's really great. And so in their case, the referral program that they've provided is, uh, as a subscriber of the newsletter, they encourage you every single day in the newsletter that you receive to invite your friends to also join the newsletter, right? And if you click on the button that's in the email, it's like share with your friends button. It'll take you to a page where it's like, you know, copy your referral code to your clipboard or share it on social media or email your friends. And right there on that email form is a Add from your address book, powered by CloudSponge, right? The, the same use case that we're talking about here, and they, uh, you know, they reward me as a newsletter subscriber, you know, in a it's it's called like a milestone referral program. So if I refer five friends, I get some stickers. If I refer 20 friends, I get a coffee mug. If I refer 50 friends, I get access to a private group, or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And um, they're just, these guys are just gangbusters, right? I think uh, it feels like it's been more than a year now. It's a while ago, they got like a $75 million valuation for a newsletter company. That's great. Right? Yeah. It's, a, it's an extreme because they, they make their money by selling advertising sure. inside the daily newsletters. Right? Yeah. So they're, they're doing really well. And you know, uh, they do, you know, one of the things that, you know, they're and they've written about this. So this isn't private information or anything, but a couple of times a year they do a big giveaway, usually something like a MacBook Pro. Right. So they'll have a thing where it's like, invite your friends and whoever invites the most friends to the Morning Brew newsletter, we're going to give them a three thousand dollar computer. Just the most friends. Yeah.
1: Not right? even like days. like you invite 300 people, you get 300 entries, and everybody has a chance to win. It's just whoever invites the most. Uh,
0: you know, I can't say. I haven't, I haven't actually memorized all of them. I'm sure they've tweaked it over time, yeah, so yeah, it yeah. may not always be the same answer.
1: But a MacBook Pro is, a, is an incentive enough that I'd be – I'd be sending it out to my friends, especially if I'm like, okay, it's a newsletter and it's cool. And you know,
0: especially if it's genuinely awesome, right? Which it is. And like, and you don't, you don't seem like a jackass for referring it to you. You don't want to like ruin your own reputation. Right. I think,
1: right. It's inherently, if if you want to have a good referral
0: program, you've got to have a good product. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of first principles, right? That's the first, the first part. You got to have something that people love. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that would I would say that one, like if anybody, I'm sure that a lot of people listening are familiar with Morning Brew, and they get that email. And now tomorrow morning, they'll scroll down and see the button that I'm talking about, right? And it's there, and it's awesome. And if you go there and you click on the address book link, you'll see the Cloud Sponge contact picker. You'll see the menu. You'll see the whole thing that I'm describing. Uh, and you know, they're they're one of the guys or they're one of the the, the customers that we have. That's getting like really extraordinary value out of our product right now, and and that uh, you know we hear every day people sign up and they say, hey, I want that thing that Morning Brew has. Like, how do I how do I do that, right? And we and we use that as sort of you know common ground to start our uh, onboarding process. So if you're a um you know if you're a listener, let's say
1: you've got a you've got an e e commerce store, what what's kind of the low hanging fruit to to get to boost boost your sale, boost revenues? What would you do? Or what would you say to somebody if they're just looking for some improvement?
0: Okay. Well, the first question I would ask is, do you already have a referral program? And if you don't, then I would encourage you to go get one and go create one. Right. If you're using, if you're using WooCommerce, you know, try Automate Woo, try Automate Woo's refer friend add-on. Right. Uh, Try friend buy, try gather, try, try any of them. There's a lot of, there's the, 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 the vertical of referral program platforms for WooCommerce and Shopify is long. It's like, there's probably 50 different companies, right? Referral rock, referral candy, Sasquatch, like you name it. Like there's a lot of them. And, you know, with Shopify, there's conjured referrals, which we really like. We've got a great integration with those guys. And that would be kind of step one. Like let's make sure, Sort of first principles if you've got an e commerce store, you should have a referral program. You don't want to depend on those like mail to links that nobody clicks on, right? You kind of need to have something that provides that double sided incentive and has some layer of fraud scrubbing so that people can't game the incentives, right? And that's something that, like I say, that's not provided by us. We just have partners that do all that stuff. Some of the ones that I just listed. And then if you've got that, you've already got a referral program, either provided by one of those guys or, you know, like morning brew, like you built it yourself or whatever, you know, then make sure you're not making people type email addresses. I mean, I guess it's kind of a, a little bit of a selfish answer to, to your question, but I mean, it's, it's such an easy thing to do. You literally just put a button on a form and make it so that people don't have to go through all that brain damage of, of typing all the email addresses. Right. It's going yeah. to make an immediate... I, I love the simplicity it's, of it, actually. Cause it's an improvement, right? Yeah. It's, it's you know, I think one of the
1: things a lot of my clients do all the time is try to, you know, optimize their the click-through rate and the purchase rate. And, and this just seems like the next iteration of, you know, I think m- m- a lot of stores have some referral program, but it's like, how do we get that referral pr- program to really pop for us, you know? Just, just makes a ton of sense. Just make it easy for people to do, make the referral.
0: Yeah. Well, and I've, what I've found as I do, because we do like audits of people's e-commerce sites sometimes where they're just looking for just advice. And I've looked at hundreds of them, so I can usually point out and make a few suggestions. And one of the things that I see like a surprisingly large amount of the time is that even if they have a referral program, they don't really mention it. And like often enough, it should be in the footer. It should be in the header. It should be like when you log in, like in the little menu that comes up, like right by where you would log out, there should be a like mention of it right there. Like the email receipts that you get, the thank you page, like all these places are opportunities to mention, like, by the way, you can earn $20 off your next order and you can send your friends a $10 coupon. Just like tell us the name or the email address of somebody that you think, Would appreciate our products right and and it's going to convert better than the social media buttons because it's directly from me to my friend not just from me to a megaphone right it's like more personal where the person actually sees my friend jay sent me you know i you know i complimented my friend jay on his flannel shirt yesterday and now my friend Jay just sent me a $10 coupon for the same flannel shirt that he really likes, right? Or whatever. It's <laughs> going to convert a lot better. All, all your friends are going to be wearing the same shirt, Jay. And I'm saying, well, they, <laughs> you know, they've, got, they've got a variety. You can choose, you can choose <laughs> yeah. your colors. I'm just saying like, like that's something that's really straightforward to do uh, and, and make sure that like, if you do have a referral program, it should be obvious to everybody that uses your website. Certainly, everybody who buys something from your website, and it's like a really shockingly large amount of the time, I see referral programs that are just kind of buried. They're just not they're not mentioned in in enough places, and and could easily do better with that simple change. My guess is they're they're not being utilized.
1: So, you know, the people running the stores aren't. It's not a major focus for them because the referral program isn't isn't driving a lot of traffic. So they, you know, it's kind of a self-perpetuating cycle that way.
0: Well yeah. If they put those people that like the ones you're describing, if they put as much energy into the referral program as they put into their paid advertising, their search engine marketing, then it would perform. Right. But you got to really pay attention to it and 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 optimize it and work on it and and focus on it. Uh, and, and not only that, like changing your rewards and changing everywhere that it's mentioned, and you know all uh, things like adding a contact picker. Uh, you know, I think the, the the sites that I've seen that have done that and have taken the time to do that, it's it's a priceless part of their business like growth engine. Cool,
1: very cool. So, Jay, what's the best way for someone to contact you or to reach CloudSponge?
0: Uh, so I'm going to make, or we're going to make a special landing page for your audience. So they can go to cloudsponge.com dealclosers slash deal closers, and then everything will be there. So we we'll, have got some helpful resources. We'll have probably a link to this, this conversation, maybe, uh, we'll have contact information to get on my calendar and, you know, social media stuff. And so probably the easiest way is just cloudsponge.com slash deal closers.
1: Awesome. That was Jay Gibb from Cloud Sponge, which you can find at www.cloudsponge.com slash deal closers. We'll put the link in the show notes as well. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Deal Closers podcast brought to you by website If you like the show, be sure to rate us, write a review, press the follow button and share us with your network. I think we're going to come up with our own referral program now uh, facilitated by CloudSponge. And of course, if you're looking for help selling your e-commerce business, be sure to visit websiteclosers.com. This episode was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Isaac Porter, and we'll see you next time on the Deal Closers Podcast.